The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Welcome to second place, Royals. You have earned it. And welcome to another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo on your dish after another complete butchering by the Royals against the Red Sox for the second straight night as KC essentially gives another one away. Boston moves to 18 games under 500 by winning 4-2, to two, and they move to 5-0 and against the Royals. That's right, a team 18 games under 500 is now 5-0 and against the Royals, who gave another one away. Common theme these days. Another giant Mike Moustakis error leading to two extra runs. Happened yesterday, happened again today. Also, an Alcides Escobar misplay leading to another. That one wasn't you know, t- technically an error, but did lead to another error. In KC, let a guy whose Christmas tree is probably better lit than anybody in the league recently, a kid named John Lester, dominate them. Sorry, Alan Webster. Not John Lester, Alan Webster. Wow. Sure pitched like Lester, didn't he? Royals playing horrible baseball right now. They've lost four of their last five. They've committed 20 errors in their last 14 games. A team built on pitching, defense, and speed. 20 errors in their last 14. That's an error and a half every game for the Royals over the last two weeks. So basically one night, two errors, next night, one, next night, two. And again, you go through, you know, this four or five losing, you go back to Detroit. The Hosmer error was awful. He made another, another play, diving play he could have made that he makes nine out of 10. He misses that, misses one right off the tip of his glove last night. You move across to Escobar doing the same thing. Omar had a couple errors recently. Can't turn a double play anymore. You've got Moose the last couple of nights. I mean, Salvi, a pass ball tonight. You just go around the field. It ain't one guy. I mean, it was Moose mainly tonight, but overall, the Royals are all to blame for this, and we'll go through it here a little bit later. I'm not going to call one guy out. I'm going to call them all out. KC has now scored two runs or less in six of their last 10 games. 11 of the last 17. Two runs or less, 11 of 17 games. Great pitching, horrible effort out of your position players. It's been basically the theme the majority of the season, but especially lately. You take out August, and it's been all season. And one thing that's worrisome, and I tweeted about this earlier, at Royals Clubhouse, and by the way, we will get to a number of your tweets later. We asked you who you thought would win the division before the game tonight by how much and why. We'll read some of your tweets coming up a bit later. But something else I tweeted about at Royals Clubhouse was Ned Yost after the presser, after the game tonight and his presser, same thing last night. And You've heard him over and over. It's almost worrisome how it rolls off the tongue and he just shrugs it off. You know, He keeps saying the last three or four years our our M.O. has been to struggle as a group. Well... (laughs) He says it like it's no big deal and like, it, it, you know, it's fine. I mean, it's a different topic for a different day. That's something to be addressed in the offseason, not right now. Uh, but, I mean, doesn't that at some point just tell you that your offense and your position players and the group you have isn't probably as good as you thought and they probably aren't going to get there? The bats are starting to pile up for a number of these guys. But, anyway, your Donovan Turo, let's give him some credit tonight. Seven strong innings, allowed three earned runs. Really should have been two, in my opinion. But three earned runs on eight hits, struck out six, walked just one. Fantastic. If Ventura goes seven innings, two runs, or seven innings, one run, if you make the plays behind him, take that all day. 
Strikeouts were back for him. Speaking of strikeouts, Jason Frazier and Greg Holland, good grief. Combined, they faced seven hitters. They got six of them out, all six on strikeouts, one walk. One, two, three, or three Ks for Frazier in the eighth. And Holland allowed a walk, but had three strikeouts in the ninth. So good to see Holland. It looks like he's back. That's good. We'll see if he'll be available tomorrow as he hits 16 pitches tonight. Jason Frazier looked great as well. But position player-wise, like we talked about, they're all to blame, so let's just go ahead and call them all out. Let's go through it right now. Tonight's lineup. Salvador Perez is 7 for his last 39 at the plate. Well under 200. 7 for his last 39. And will swing at anything as long as it's within two counties of Jackson County. He's been rough defensively recently. Throwing balls over players' heads, passed ball tonight. The guy needs some time off. And that's the thing. Ned, Ned keeps talking about they're relaxed and they're not pressing. And I just think they're tired and beat down mentally. And I think a lot of them are physically worn out. We've been talking about that the last week or two. And when you say you're keeping a relaxed atmosphere, well, then if you're not pressing, I mean, it seems like at some point in the last road trip, Sally would have gotten a day off or, you know, Omar, good grief. He can't even, we'll talk about him in a second. He can't even throw the ball to first base. Barely. He's not hitting. I mean, some of these guys, it would help the team and help them to get a day off. But Salvi's been bad. Hosmer, big two-run home run tonight, but he's been awful defensively the last week. We don't got to go over that again. Been awful. Omar Infante doing nothing positive. He's one of the guys in the lineup, one of the few guys not doing anything positive on either side. Eight for his last 40. Couple of errors mixed in there. No ability to turn a double play anymore. We've seen it. Saw it again tonight. Saw it a couple days ago. He, he can't turn a double play anymore. Doesn't have anything left with his arm. Get him out. If you're going to leave him in, move him down to the 8 or 9 hole. There's absolutely no reason for Omar Infante to be hitting in the 2 hole. I know that in theory, on opening day, you penciled him in and, and uh, an Oki and 1-2. It doesn't mean on September 12th you have to keep him in there at number 2, Ned. You aren't required to keep Infante in the 2 hole. If you want to play him every day, I disagree with him. But if you do, for heaven's sake, move him down in the lineup. And some will say it doesn't matter. Maybe. But why are you guaranteeing one of your worst hitters the second most at-bats? There's plenty of games where he gets that fifth at-bat and the rest of the lineup doesn't. Look at tonight, for example. Why are we guaranteeing him an extra bat over these other guys? Alcides Escobar, a huge error last night. Another one could have been made tonight. He's eight for his last 33 at a 242 clip. Offensively, he's so-so. Defensively, not good for Escobar at all. Moose has been horrible all year long horrible. I don't care that he has 15 home runs. That's a pretty run-of-the-mill out of third base. What isn't run-of-the-mill is his on-base percentage, his OPS. I mean, another error tonight that led to two runs. Another huge error last night that led to runs. He's 8 for 32 in that span, but no home runs and only one RBI. Alex Gordon, not good. This is the worst possible time. A guy that seems to typically be the only one hitting when the team's going through a slump. But two for his last 32 for Alex. Lorenzo Cain has been good. Ten for his last 32. And Aoki's been good. Ten for his last 35. Those are the only two in the lineup that are hitting at all right now. Billy Butler, awful. Five for his last 36. I mean, this team is going nowhere fast, guys. You're, you're, I, I am as positive as anybody. I am as patient as anybody. Uh, but the margin for error is just about gone now. We're going to talk about that in a second here. I mean, you're not scoring runs. The, the, you haven't scored runs like Ned said for three or four years, really. I mean, yeah, you had one hot month, but the rest of this year you've been pretty bad offensively. So which is more accurate of what you are? 
And I just don't see the Royals hitting that much, that, that drastically of a turnaround the next two weeks. And if they're not going to play defense, they're going to have to basically get seven innings, two runs out of their starting pitchers every night to win. You have Danny Duffy's been injured, and guys have been struggling. And the rotation, Guffey's been struggling. Vargas has had some rough stuff, some rough starts out there. I mean, I just don't see – I don't know. I mean, the team's going nowhere, guys, right at this moment. They can lose five more games, six if you count the Cleveland game. Let's just go ahead and count the Cleveland game as a loss. It means the Royals are a full game back at Detroit. Depending on what happens with Seattle and Oakland tonight, they're essentially probably the second wild card after tonight. By a game, lose another game or two here the next few, and you're out of the playoffs completely. You can lose six more games, including Cleveland. So we'll just say five more games. So bear with me. I think 90 and 72 is what it will take to guarantee yourself the playoffs. 90 wins will get you in. Probably ties Detroit. I think Detroit's going to win 90. 90 and 72 probably gets you a share of the AL Central, but if not, it gets you a wild card. But to get that, you can only lose five more games. We are, we're already counting Cleveland as a loss, the, the game. So five more games. So think about that. You've got to win four of the next five. You have to take four of the next five from Boston and Chicago, or you can just about put this season on ice. And does anybody think right now the Royals are capable of taking four of the next five? They look like an NAIA team out there on defense right now, and that's not being too harsh. They really do. Maybe Division Three, Maybe Class A New York Penn League, I suppose, maybe if I'm being a little nicer. Defensively awful, inexcusable. The entire infield, I'm looking at all of them. Moose, Escobar, Infante, Hosmer, awful defensively. None of those guys are really hitting either. You've got an injury to Danny Duffy. Who knows when he's coming back? You've got your most important hitter in a slump and Alex Gordon. Josh Willingham can't see the field ever. He's always hurt. I mean, you think this team can only lose five more games at this point? I'm starting to wonder. I'm not throwing the towel in right now. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the season's over, but I am seriously starting to wonder if this team can only lose five more games because Detroit's got a cake schedule. They've got five more tough games, three against the Royals and two against Cleveland. They beat Cleveland tonight. So if you're looking at the Central, you can really only lose five more games. Maybe only four. Honestly, maybe only four. So you're putting yourself in a near-must-sweep Detroit situation here if you lose much more before that series. You realize that, don't you? Time is running out. There is no more, oh, well, they'll get it together. Oh, they always go into slumps together. Time is running out. The season ends two weeks from Sunday, 16 days from now. By the time you're hearing this after midnight, most likely on Friday, 15 days from now. So if Casey loses just five more games, then what that does is that puts them having to go four and three the last week at Cleveland and Chicago to get to 90. I'm assuming that they win four of the next five games between Chicago and Boston, and they take two out of three from Detroit. That means then the Royals would need to go four and three that last week to get to 90, which is doable. But that last week, you're going to see Kluber and Sale. So, I mean, four and three is probably about what you're going to go, even if you're playing well. And this team's not playing well. So my point being, and the Royals had a, suffered a 500 homestand last time. It was a horrible homestand. They're well on their way again. 
Not acceptable. Tomorrow, must win. Guthrie against De La Rosa. Not going to break down the matchup because it doesn't matter. The Royals ain't hitting and they ain't playing defense. So when they start doing one or the other, we'll start worrying about it. Right now, the only thing that matters is the Royals pitcher in that night. So Guthrie needs to throw well tomorrow. He's facing De La Rosa. Sunday must win. Vargas against Kelly. Once again, don't care about the ERA anymore if the pitches we're facing. I'm not going to break down and tell you that they walked, you know, freaking five every nine innings like, uh, you know, Kershaw tonight. Err. Schilling. Err. Shields. Err. Sale. Err. Webster tonight. Sorry. Couldn't remember his name. Can't draw a walk. So, I mean, it doesn't matter who they're facing right now. So I don't care anymore. We're not going to break it down anymore. They're both must win. That's all that matters. Guthrie against De La Rosa tomorrow. Vargas against Kelly. Last thing we asked you earlier, who would win the AL Central? By how much and why? We asked you before the game tonight at Royals Clubhouse. Here's a few of your responses. At underscore Shirehoff, I feel like it may end up with a tie between Detroit and KC. I agree. I could see that. 90 wins apiece. But who knows if the Royals can even get to 90 at this point. Now, at John316Sports says, Detroit, because of experience, plain and simple. At Bradley Weathers says, Royals by one game. We have the best bullpen in baseball. True, Bradley, but you've got to be able to field and hit the ball to get to that bullpen. One more, at Adam underscore Chessier. It will be determined by the last game played against each other. Schedule's almost identical. It's mostly true. Although after this weekend, KC definitely has the harder schedule because they still have Cleveland on the road while Detroit finishes up with KC, Chicago, and Minnesota. Must win the next two. No other way around it. You win one of the next two, and I'm uh, pretty much doubting you're going to make the playoffs. You lose three out of four. or get, If you get swept by Boston, we can just call it over. If you get if you go zero and seven against a team eighteen games under five hundred and start the homestand zero and four, you can put it on ice for this year. Got to win the next two games realistically. Now again, I know technically you don't have to win the next two. Technically, you could still run off ten in a row or whatever it is, or eleven of thirteen. Come on, realistically, they have to win the next two. They had to win tonight, realistically, but the next two they have to win. Have to take two out of three against Chicago. You go four and one the next five. Okay, we'll talk. It's Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night.